This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who is back home, but travel did a number on my technology. So if I sound a little off, I need a new mic cable. And I'm Bravada, the girl who has no excuses for why she's a mess right now. But I'm not really, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what's happening. I'm actually ready for travel. I'm the opposite of you. I'm so ready to travel because that means I'm moving towards you. I can't wait. so excited. I am so excited for you to be here. Oh my God. Yes. Me too. Me too. Yay. Now, if you are new here, welcome to the beautiful chaos. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of fucking. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters using specific in-game dialogue. So if you want to stay spoiler-free, then this isn't the podcast for you. So here's your fucking spoiler alert. Thanks for the spoiler alert, N7. And maybe, finally, this one will get you to romance the space chicken. But we'll see. And just like with all of our previous episodes, we'll assume that you have some background knowledge of the game and character in question, but we will be providing context for those of you who may be unfamiliar. But just like last week, we're not doing a whole lot of character analysis. We're mainly just talking about the juicy bits in the Citadel DLC. Hmm, those juicy bits. And that's because every character we're talking about today, except for one, We have analyzed already twice or three times, depending. Today is the day that we finish our two-parter on the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3. Get ready to tango. We're talking Garrus, Caden, and, unfortunately, James Vega. Let's start with Caden. Let's start with a good one. Yes, Caden. Guess we're back on the clock. Hey, when this is done, we'll carve out some time. Just the two of us. Nice to see you in action on the car lot. It was, uh, pretty hot. Why, thank you. What would I do without you? (laughs) You'll never find out. This right here is one of the reasons that I love Caden so much. He goes from sultry and sexy to completely open and vulnerable and honest. I love that line. I don't like he has wizard magic voice like he literally has like this cute adorable kind of nerdy slightly shy voice most of the time and then like there's this switch like where did you where did you get that from Caden where was that I don't expect it at all and you don't hear it at all unless you romance him so it's like a little secret just for you yeah He goes from, you know, it's like, you know, thanks for the compliment. Yeah, I know I'm hot, to she'll never have to know what it's like to be without me because I'm always going to be here for you. 
Jaden has unlocked the key to my heart. I know. I I like how he does it so directly to be that like open with her or with Broshep, depending on who's romancing him in this game. I just love that because for me, that would be how I would need someone to be with me because I'm so awkward and like I can't do eye contact and shit. So for him to just like slip it in after a joke, catching me unawares, that would be perfect. He's so confident. Like he knows, like he's, he's confident. Like that's the best word to put it. And that is so sexy. Yes. Confidence is sexy. And we get to hear it again in the next one. Now, this clip here, it is a little bit longer because it is their full their full date scene. Um, you do get this as a friend scene also, um, but there obviously is more dialogue added if you've romanced Caden. Broshep gets the same scene. I think maybe half a line is changed. And then some blocking in the scene is changed as well, which I appreciate in Stan. I love the fact that uh, Femshep will kind of sit with her legs over Caden. They're snuggled a lot closer. Broshep and Caden sit with their knees touching. And it doesn't make Broshep feel, oh, we just body swapped him out for the Femshep. It shows that they obviously took the time to make the scenes look differently. And I'm not saying that two gay men can't sit the same way that like a man or a woman or a woman and a woman could sit or any other combination of it. It's just Broshep's really fucking masculine and Caden's also pretty damn masculine for so to have two masculine people being that kind of cutesy would look a little bit off, especially with their body models working in a game engine. I don't, I think there would be way too much clipping between their legs and not a good way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree. I was just thinking while you're saying that, I'm like, I actually don't know if we have an example of a character that's more of like a stereotypical, like, yes, kind of gay person in the military. Like, it's always like this gruff, like, um, latent gay. I just realized it because I'm always around a bunch of men or like Brokeback Mountain style homosexuality, you know? And it's like, that's that has a place, obviously. People like that exist. But I mean, when I was in the military, I knew a lot of people who were extremely flamboyant. And I think it would be really cool to see that someone like that kicking ass, taking names, because... I mean, that's like where a lot of the homophobia for the military comes from is like, oh, they can't fight because they're so like weak, limp wristed. That's not true at all. So I feel like these kind of I'm not saying Mass Effect did this. I'm just saying like, maybe maybe we could have some of that too someday. That'd be cool. So put on your list to listen to Gay Gangster by Todrick Hall. And that shit's fucking funny. Um, And as soon as you said that about. About like like the limp wristed can't fight back. Oh my god, that is the exact re- the, that song is so perfect for that because it's like, yeah, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you in my high heels, bitch. What you gonna do about it? It's, Seriously, it's <laughs> I love. <laughs> okay, I will listen to that. I'm sure I'll love it. All right, let's get back to Caden though before we tangent too much further. But I do agree. It's too early for this. <laughs> because the whole point that I was going to bring up was that since this is the first Mass Effect game that we have two out gay men, Caden being bi, but any, 
with Steve. If Steve had been a Yas queen, I think that it would have hurt the community a lot more than it would have helped because it was like, yeah. oh, your first gay option is going to be a Yas queen. No. Yep, yep, yep. No, I think it would have, it probably, I think maybe at the time that this game came out, it would have been hard to avoid it not being tropey and probably offensive inadvertently, I'm sure. But, like, maybe nowadays or, like, in a future game, we have enough nuance, hopefully. Every character is built on tropes. Like, that's unavoidable because you're creating a person. We all have stereotypes, too. I mean, they don't, at least in the communications class I took when I was in college, they said they're, none of them are good. But they are important to help craft a character when you, you have to tell someone who the character is quickly, you know? Like, that's part of just crafting a story. So I think there's a way to do it well and then there's a way to not do it well and i definitely agree with you i'm glad they didn't do it in this game i just i just while you were talking was thinking about how i can't think of a character like that and that'd be cool to see someday i do want a yes queen or a drag queen or like absolute diva in one of in a video game boyfriend dungeon boyfriend dungeon has one (laughs) anyway back to caden (laughs) yes back to caden Okay, so like I said, this is your Citadel date. It is at the apartment, and you're deciding on what to do for dinner. I love this. Hey, Shepard, I'm starving. What do you got? We're heading out, Caden. We'll just end up back here anyway. Am I right? Trust me. Let me impress you. Oh, no, really? Come on. You want me to sit there and watch you cook? <laughs> you're not watching me cook. You're helping me drink beer. Now sit your ass down. What are we having? Canadian delicacy of some sort? Uh, sure. Exactly. We have uh, beef, we have bacon, we have beer. The foods of my people. Wish me luck. You like to cook, Shepard? Roommate on Arcturus taught me. He said eating cafeteria crap 24-7 was bad for morale. (laughs) Is there anything you're bad at? Where'd you learn to cook? Class is a jump zero, believe it or not. Young biotics who can't cook for themselves risk starving. Did you pass? You're burning the garlic. Sorry. Guess I'm distracted. I wonder. So? We have hot sauce, right? This was great. What? Is it over? Well, what do you suggest? I think we need to find a way to burn off these calories, don't you? hi Caden hi so much to go over in that scene one we already talked about his absolute confidence in his skill set that when he walks in and he just knows we'll just end up back here won't we are you kidding me that line in it, in it of itself is a panty dropper. 
and I am all for it. That's very accurate. I was affected by that line. I was like, oh, hello, libido. I see you've risen to the occasion. <laughs> Damn, girl. It was a good line. It's a very good one. And then it's cute and it's sweet. And then they're talking about their history and like learning how to cook. And then he's fucking funny. These are the foods of my people. It's... You know what? You know, what he made me think of when he said that when I was in the military, one of my friends, her husband was also in the military. When he met her, when he cooked, he only seasoned meat with other meat. He didn't know to use seasonings. And so when he listed we have beef, we have bacon. I'm like, is he one of those guys who like doesn't know that like paprika exists and salt and garlic? But then they said there's garlic that he's burning. It's because he put it in first, first of all. You don't do that. But like that made me laugh. I was like, okay, good. He knows that there are seasonings at the very least. But that was also, I think, a good military joke when she said like, do we have hot sauce? I, it's probably true for everybody, but especially the military, like, you add hot sauce to any food you get from the galley because it's not good. And hot sauce covers up the flavor. Okay. At least that part. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense now. Um, but I mean, you can still have filet mignon, which is, you know, beef wrapped with bacon. You can do that. So seasoning some meats with other meats is acceptable. Yeah. No, I know. At first, it's like, oh, God, Kate doesn't know how to cook. And then he kind of still doesn't, I guess. But at least there was garlic involved. He was distracted. I know. That was really cute. I liked that. I mean, first of all, I liked that he cooked for her anyway. Mm -hmm. My husband cooks for me all the time. and He is not a bad cook. He cooks really well. One of the first things he ever gave me was biscotti that he baked for me. Oh. Yeah. It's good. He makes dinner almost every single day for us. So I loved that part. I thought it was cute. And then it goes back to the smolder again with the burning off the calories. And then the Caden laugh. Like in their commander's quarters, we get the shepherd giggle. And that's adorable between the two of them. The femshep giggle. Yes, this yes. One. This one that sultry little <laughs> I know what I'm about to go do to you like yeah and then of course for our listeners you can't see what's happening in this scene he Shepard gets up walks towards the staircase and then Caden laughs gets up follows them and comes up behind them it, it happens in both the femship and the broship romance comes up behind them grabs him by the waist, pulls him in for a tight hug, and then just does this gorgeous spin of the hips, grab you back into my arms, and start passionately making out with you. And I lost it the first time that I got to see that. I was like, fuck me, man. <laughs> There was some hip grinding going on. Mm-hmm. And again, they changed it up for the bro scene, which I'm appreciative of. With Femshep, she has a very curved back and she kind of sticks her ass out a little bit and just it makes it a very like 
body shape that is very, very feminine. And but then with the bro Shep, nope, he's kind of the one that is pushing his hips into Caden, not giving him a back swoop, but it is very much more hip to hip body stance. Dick to dick. (laughs) Maybe we should uh, move on to the next clip. Wait, there was one more thing I wanted to say about this. When he said, is there anything you're bad at? I laughed because I thought to myself, yes, she's really, really bad. Well, they are both really, really bad at not fucking their coworkers. That is what they're really bad at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. (laughs) Shit where you eat, Shepard. Why not? So, leading right off of that comment into this one. Hey, (laughs) need me to do anything? Uh, Food run, change the music, check on ice. I need you to relax and have a good time. Okay, you're the boss. Except when you're not. And uh, in that case, find me later. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I love this. I know you hate it, but I love it. No, I don't hate it. I think it's funny that they completely lampshade it here. but And I love how he whispers it. Like, as if no one can hear him because he's standing right next to a bunch of people when he says this. Mm-hmm. I also love that. It's like, that's so Caden thinking about, like, how could I help? I know. You know, party dad. Mm-hmm. He's a total party dad. Yeah. He's super sweet. I just thought it was funny how they, they said that until you're not. And then you can also read that a different way, which I'm sure you did, which is, then I'm mm-hmm. the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. I think so. This is all very, very headcanony. And just because of the physicality of the scenes between them, I really don't know. I think the way that Femshep and Caden interact, Caden is different with the bro. I think he's a lot more physically dominant with the bro Shep than he is with Femshep. Basically, I think Caden's very switchy. And he can play to whatever the people need to do. But it's also really sexy. Come find me later. Mm. The way he says it is, is I mean, yeah, it's a sexy in concept, but the way he says it is also like silly. Like he sounds buzzed to me. He and it's, he sounds a little drunk. Yeah, it's super, it's super silly and cute. So it's like not super sensual, like some of his lines earlier were. Got me anyway. Agreed. I agree with you. I did like the line. I put it in there specifically because I was like, here they are calling themselves out. I love it. Now, the wake up scene. I decided to throw in a personal bro clip on this one. And, oh, I love it. Hey. Wow. Look who's here. How do you feel? Why not scooch a little closer and find out for yourself? Kate. <laughs> I wish. Come on. Let's see if anyone else is up. I got a bro Shep giggle. Are you kidding me? Ah, oh, I love it. Like the bro never fucking giggles. He's gold. I loved it. So when he says, come closer and find out, what does that say to you? Uh, come feel my morning wood. 
That's exactly how I thought of it, too. And I'm like, there's no other way to interpret that. No. It has to be no that. Way. It is. Actually, that's a good point by Yuri Cat about how both shepherds giggle for Caden. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's because Caden is so lighthearted, even though he's so optimistic. Yeah. Caden is such a good romance option. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I we've talked about this before that Garrus obviously is our number one. Like Garrus is the one for our femships. But this is why Caden is for my broship. Like, I don't think that like you have to experience Mass Effect romancing Caden all the way through to the end. It's just so good. Yeah. In some ways, I feel like Caden and Shepard relationship like feels the most normal out of all of them. The most equal footing in some ways. Like everyone else is it's hard to explain, like, without going into a huge tangent to sum it up, I guess. I feel like Caden and Ashley too, because they both are the same role in the game. They push back with their own ideas a lot more than the other companions do. I mean, they missed out on a whole second game because they didn't agree with what you were doing, which no one else did. I just, I like that about Caden. It feels a bit different with Caden, like, because he's that cheerful, optimistic self, it feels more like a normal relationship that somehow happened during this war versus a lot of the other people kind of, they, they do have love, but some of it also feels a little bit like, we're together because the world's ending and I just need love now. Whereas Caden, I feel like if the world hadn't ended, they would have ended up together anyway. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think what you were trying to say is that Caden is not a support character, even though he is there to support you. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't, I don't know, maybe it's the way that he's played. He just doesn't feel like that. Like he just kind of feels like, I don't know, your boyfriend. Caden is your boyfriend. And your lover. And my future husband. Maybe my baby daddy. We'll see how things end up. All right. Are we ready to get into a mid-break? I know some people out there who want to go to a mid-break dance. So let's bust it out. A renegade shepherd shuffle. That's what I want today. Oh my god, I'm gonna knock my cat ear headphones off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um fun times. So welcome to the middle of the show. Thanks to our sponsors, thanks to our patrons, and thanks to everyone who has been leaving us lovely reviews. I have not gone in this week to check out if any new Spotify uh, comments have been made. I will go in and make sure that those are all updated. Um, Everything as of two weeks ago is good, though. Um, I enjoy reading them. So please continue to leave them. And of course, we thank our patrons in the middle of the show. And those go to Toasty and Apollo, Becky and Bat Knight, Cloudy and Wynn, Mystios and the Cups, Lizzie and Muffiny Cake. Big, big, big love. Major, major, major hearts. So appreciate. Absolutely love you guys. 
Yes, thank you for your support. These two girls need it for sure right now. <laughs> so I feel uh, extra hard right now. Yeah. I can't think. Let's see. Uh, a fun fact. Okay. Um, I can think of a couple of them off the top of my head. Fun fact. If you would like to hear even more deep dive on Caden Alenko and my relationship with this hunky man. Um, I was a guest on the Mass Effect lore cast um, on an episode called The Pro Caden Perspective. And I sat down with Tom and Sam and Seven Legend, Mr. Spoiler Alert, um, and talked about Caden. And I did bring also in true two girls fashion. I brought along a whole bunch of audio clips with me and covering uh, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 and Citadel all crammed into one hour. So if you want a quick but very detailed overview of my personal relationship with Caden and some additional audio clip, go and give that one a listen. Uh, fun fact about James Vega. Uh, James Vega is voiced by Freddie Prince Jr., who is also the voice actor for the Iron Bull, who is another lover of mine. I will ride the bull any day of the week. Please, yes. Uh, fun facts about Garrus Vicarian. Um... There is rare dialogue where he'll talk about Shepard's mom mm -hmm. and about how he wants to meet your mom. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I have a random fact. <laughs> it's not really fun, but here I'll share it. I mean, you all know it's that Garris is voiced by Brandon Keener. But do you know what a Keener is? Because I do, and I'll tell you if you don't know. No. Okay. A caning is like this specific, it's, it's an Irish thing. It's um specific like mourning style. And they, a keener is a woman they would hire to come to funerals to keen, basically to like mourn loudly. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever heard what the banshee is supposed to sound like. That's what a keen is. Which scared the shit out of me if anyone's ever seen Darby O'Gill and the Little People, which is a really old ass Disney movie with Sean Connery in it. Um, there's a banshee in there, and that gave me nightmares as a kid. So yeah, Keening is scary. Brandon Keener is not scary. No, but he is naughty. Uh, and we'll get to yeah. him in a little bit. Um, I'm gonna wade through some mud first. Oh, all right. Let's jump back out of the mid break and get back into the show, and we will talk about one Mister James Vega. Okay. I've been wanting to talk about Vega for quite some time now for a couple of different reasons. One, I kind of wish that he was a romance option. I think that Mr. Flirtatious uh, would have been a really good fit for somebody's shepherd, maybe even my shepherd, because I just, I like the personality of being an overt flirt who just puts it out there and hey, if you want to end up hooking up, we're good. But if you don't, we're also good. And that's how I feel like the, the type of character that Vega was supposed to be. 
you know, he was supposed to be the big flirt. He was supposed to be a comedic relief. He was supposed to fit that slot. What they did with him ended up not working the way that I think that they intended him to be. Also, his body model is fucking hot. And I, yes, please give me Mr. Muscles all day, all night. Since we haven't actually done any character analysis on Vega, I went and added a couple of clips from the start of it to kind of build the whole relationship um, as a whole. Your friendship, your relationship as co-workers, you being his commanding officer, and everything that started from there. So here we are uh, with how it starts. Commander. You're not supposed to call me that anymore, James. Not supposed to salute you either. We gotta go. The defense committee wants to see you. Sounds important. So that's pretty much the opening of Mass Effect 3. We open with Vega and Shepard in her room. And he obviously still respects the fuck out of her because he calls her commander. All right. Moving on. I'm sorry, I have a question. Why is he not supposed to call her commander anymore? Because she's still in the military. Like, they're at, she's in the brig, right? Um, I don't know if she's in the brig or if she's just, like, some kind of awaiting trial or is just in some kind of holding pattern where maybe they were stripped of their titles. And that's why Anderson had to reinstate you before you left Earth. I guess. It's just my thing is her rank is commander and her title is captain, like her position, captain of the Mm -hmm. ship, right? So, like, for me, I don't understand why he can't call her commander if she's still in the military, unless she's already been demoted, then she would be whatever is below commander in the alliance. So that part got me confused already. I just want to put that out there. was she discharged? Uh, I don't think so, because they gave her an alliance ship and, like... (laughs) let her go off and fight the reapers under alliance command that was after anderson reinstated her yeah maybe she was i mean the thing is is i don't know like i feel like they didn't explain that whole thing very well for why she would or why they were in the brig because i I know retroactively that it's from the batarian relay situation but like i never played that so when the Mass Effect 3 opened up and I was like, why the hell is my shepherd arrested? You know, I, I've never really been clear as to that whole, I know it's six months. I know she was, or they were in prison essentially, or at least being held, but like exactly why, exactly what happened, exactly why, where they stand. Cause I don't think that they would be discharged if they're going up again, up in front of like the Alliance, like all the Admiral board. Right, being stripped of command until they stood trial would mean that it's yeah, no but longer commander. You, no, because commander's your rank. That's not stripped of command is she's no longer captain of the Normandy, not she is demoted and no longer a commander. They're two different things. So that part I'm just sorry, I'm splitting hairs. I just don't understand. It made me very confused. Okay. All right. Well now. <laughs> We've been reinstated. We've gotten our title, our rank, our everything, and our ship back. And we are in with Vega in the the cargo hold. You come down here for something? Or are you just looking? <sighs> I did just come to chat. 
But it might stay for the show. <sighs> Have to work harder than that if you want me to blush. <sighs> I think I kind of just added that one because I wanted to hear him grunt. So that's kind of the first time that you get to flirt back with him. The bro ship also gets to say this line. And I don't know how I feel about that one. Because Vega does not allow any sort of flirtation from the bro ship to happen. So it's interesting. Now, one of the reasons that a lot of people don't like Vega is for a femship is the Lola nickname. I don't hate it. Um, we find out later on that his best friend's older sister was named Lola. And Shepard reminds him of her. So... Let's listen to how Lola got started. Hey. Thanks for the dance, Lola. Lola, huh? You kind of look like a Lola. <laughs> You're cute. So I'll let you get away with it. For now. That's it. Now you made me blush. And now we start to see things taking their turn. Shepard is flirting back and he's like, oh, maybe I did push it too far. I should probably, you know, cut back on the flirting. At least that's the way that I read it, because now you're making me blush. Okay. I have a question. So the audio clip you played before this, where she's like, I'm admiring the view sort of thing. Is that what she says automatically or is that a dialogue choice? Because I don't remember. It's a choice. Yes, yeah, so I because I remembered for this clip where... She'll say back, like, oh, I'll allow it because you're cute. That is, I know that's a choice because I picked the opposite, which is like, do not call me Lola. Like, I put him in his place at this moment because I just did not want to deal with that. And I was loyal to Garrus. When you're picking these lines to me, it is Dark Shepherd again. <laughs> like, to flirt this way, who there is, this is another thing, same with Trainer, like, Vega cut and dry is your subordinate confusion about the whole brig situation aside like shepherd for sure is now in the alliance again or still and vega is what is vega's rank he's a lieutenant yeah yeah so commander i mean probably at least two ranks but it doesn't even matter though because shepherd is the captain of the ship in charge of everyone he is your subordinate he should not be talking to her this way at all shepherd shouldn't either like it's really creepy. I think that's why he, when he said he makes him blush, I kind of read it as like he didn't expect her to match his energy or at least like exceed it. And I don't think he because and that gets more clear as time goes on that he's not actually comfortable with the intention behind her flirting. Right. Even though his his comes off like he actually is flirting with you, too. But apparently he isn't. He's just that's how he is. Yeah. Okay, so Vega makes uh gets a notification that he has been selected to join the N7 uh training and he wants to go talk to Shepard about it and weigh out the pros and cons of the situation. I normally uh fully promote it. Go. Go out there, Vega. I think that you would make a great N7. You definitely have a skill set that would be valuable. So go get it tested. After you wrap up that conversation, though. Well, I think I better get back to the hangar. Things here, it's a little too soft for me. The bed's a lot harder than it looks. Are you flirting with me, Lola? I'm going, I'm going. Thanks again, Shepard. 
anytime. This is where it obviously takes a turn for me because the question of, are you flirting with me? Shepard doesn't respond other than crossing her arms and staring him down. And then he goes, okay, I'm leaving. Thank you, Shepard. He calls her Shepard. Cut and dry. Like he's, whether or not he should have flirted before this, like he is now uncomfortable with it, with her flirting, clearly. And as we know, Dark Shepherd crosses all the lines. Shepherd in general crosses lines just to have, because this was at the apartment, right? That clip? Or was uh, it no. in? That was in her quarters on the Normandy. In the quarters. Okay, yeah, I was like, somewhere where she has a bed. <laughs> so it was either the apartment or on the Normandy in her quarters. But yeah, like, it's just weird to have anybody in your quarters or even at the apartment at this point. So... Right. Like alone, I don't know. Poor Vega. And now, this is like a tale as old as time for a lot of women in the workplace. Like, just reverse the genders, and this is this is such a common story. And this is why I think I, in some ways, I don't want to say I like that they did this, but it's like it highlights how disgusting this behavior is. It's not, you know what I mean? Like. How many women are just nice and then their boss or a male coworker just thought they were flirting because they were just being nice. Mm-hmm. And Vega goes a little bit past just nice. He does flirt. And I think sometimes it comes off kind of strong, but it never feels the way that Shepard flirts with him, which is like, she wants it to go somewhere. Vega is just like that he's like that with everybody i think that's the main difference is like you hear vega speaking like that to everyone it's not mm-hmm. just who shepherd oh yeah i mean he flirts with tally he flirts with steve you know it i like that but yeah so the next uh dialogue that i pulled um is when you when vega is on the citadel and getting his N7 tattoo. And asks if Shepard wants to get a tattoo also. You want me to get an N7 tattoo? N7? Sure. Or you could get my name done. Somewhere special. You're such a tease, Vega. Who, me? You ever gonna make good on all this flirting? Uh, I was just... I didn't mean to... You know... I was just... (laughs) That's what I thought. Later, Lieutenant. Later. Obvious. He got called out on his bluff, and he's like, you're right. Yep, nope. I didn't think that you were taking me seriously. Very clearly obvious. And this is why I think it goes a little bit beyond the situation I was saying earlier with the reverse agendas thing, because it's like he, he does flirt like it's not just him being nice although it kind of starts like that a little bit but this like mm, he really shouldn't have said like get my name tattooed somewhere special like what my butt like my inner thigh where would you like me to tramp stamp your name my subordinate you know like why why would he say that 
So I do, I, I, I like that read of like her kind of calling his bluff and then being like, oh, whoops. But this is why I think just for real life purposes, like if you have someone like this in your life and in your workplace, mostly like, cause this is their workplace, just, just stop them in their tracks when it first happens. Like what you can do very early on with Vega, when he starts calling you Lola, you can correct him and be like, it's commander. And that might come off bitchy, but like, this is how you avoid situations like this. You know, you just don't, just don't. It's messy. Okay. Now it is time to hit the Citadel DLC where things go from bad to worse. If you've taken him with you down the catwalk of the casino, this is what the line will be after you get back home. Careful there, Commander. A girl takes a guy out for a hot date. He starts getting ideas. All of them within Alliance regulations. Flirty. But then I feel like he's also putting up the, I'm flirting, but I'm actually not. That's the way I took it. Yeah, no, that line to me is fine. Like, it's, there is a line. He crosses it, she crosses it, and then obliterates it. There, you can dance and toe the line with someone you know really well in your workplace. Like, I don't want it to be sterile and gross in workplaces. Like, I've had relationships that are, like, a little flirty at work, too, or talked about things that maybe you're not supposed to talk about at work, like, but you're friends with your coworkers. That's okay. And I think this line is one of those where he's like a little bit teasing flirty a little bit, but then he like makes it clear that it's not with intention because he's like, well, obviously in regs, like we're not going to, we're not going to do anything naughty, naughty. Right. But So I think that's fine. It's weird. He's a very complicated character, but ultimately I feel bad for him. And this is where the feeling bad for him starts. This clip right here. I labeled this one. I don't want this. The only, the only way to trigger this scene is to, one, of course, be a femship, and to not romance anybody in Mass Effect 3, meaning that Vega is really your only option, unless, of course, it's stupid fucking Javik. That's a whole other argument. We talked about that last week. This normally is where Vega will comment on your current relationship. Uh, which some of those lines are really cute. And I think we have a clip of that later on to bring it back to a lighthearted phase. But this, this is where it gets bad, guys. I grew up on the beach on the Pacific. So, you know, water, sand, real air. You miss it? Yeah. And the people. So what's her name? <laughs> no, no. I stopped fraternizing when I joined the military. The two don't seem to go well together. Hasn't stopped you from being a shameless flirt. Yeah, well, that's just my way. I don't mean anything by it, Lola. Too bad. Ha! <laughs> Who's the shameless flirt now? So you can give it, but you can't take it. No, I just... You're my commander, por Dios. <laughs> I can never tell if you're yanking my chain or not. You can't tell me you haven't been with anyone since you joined the military. 
Nothing serious. But I'm still flesh and blood, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know, James. All too well. Uh, um, uh-huh. You don't like what you see. What? No, you're... I'm totally... It's just... What would it take to convince you, James? Uh... I think I need to forget you were Commander Shepard, for starters. I see. Well, now that you've shot me down, was there anything else you came here to talk about? So, yeah... The whole we've been talking about the fact that he is a flirt, and then he clearly states it right here. I don't think I can be with you, Shepard. Done. Stopped. Dropped. Mm -mm. No more. Shouldn't have pushed it further beyond this. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable to listen to or to watch if you're playing the game. I mean, I, I've never played this. I've watched it on YouTube before. I don't know why they did this. It's creepy to me how she asked what's, what it'll take. And he said to forget that you're Commander Shepard. And what we end up finding out is that means extremely drunk. Yeah. I'm not sure if you have. I do. Oh, yeah. Well, then we should do trigger warning for a sexual assault because that is what this quote-unquote romance scenes is for vega do not doubt that that is what this is here we go to the loud party hey james got a minute sure what's up so what's it gonna take for you to see me as a woman instead of your commander Whoa, Lola, I've got no problem seeing you as a woman. Believe me. See? Such a flirt. Just knock it off and answer the question. Uh, I don't know. It'd take quite a few drinks and one of those once-in-a-lifetime nights. I'm certainly tempted. Should I roll with the party mood and give in to the feeling? James, glad to see you're coming around. Glad to see I'm what? I should probably mingle. I'll find you later. Dark Shepherd is here and she's being a predator. Yeah, that's literally being a predator. Like, that's clear. It's it's really, really unsettling how she's planned this because this is literally almost exactly what she just said to Vega in the last clip, which was well before the party. Like She's been thinking about this for a while. And I don't blame Vega for answering honestly, which is like drinks and I guess the world's ending, you know, because he's very uncomfortable. This is a huge power imbalance. Not only is Shepard his captain, commander of the ship, you know, it's also Shepard. Like Shepard is a legend, an N7 legend. So there's just so many different layers of Shepard being well above Vega in terms of like authority and it's someone I'm sure that he looks up to people tell stories about Shepard in the military, you know, she's coming on to him extremely hard to the point of like, this is, this is coercion. She is coercing him and manipulating him into having sex with her against his will. There's also like, she's now his N7 
like trainer. So there's that layer yeah. on top of it too. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. And it's about to get worse again. James, how are those drinks going down? And by how, I mean almost done. Lola, yeah. I'd say this is beginning to look like a once-in-a-lifetime sort of night. Nice. I'll see you later, James. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. This big, like, it puts the lotion on when it's told vibes, you know? Yeah. She's just, like, checking up on him. Like, are you drunk enough yet for me to assault you? Are you going to let me assault you now? Because you are so drunk. I mean, like I've said it before, I I know, I know the Alliance is not the real military, but I was in the real military. And if they're going to frame it with the military, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with what I know, because that's, that's how they wanted it to be, was a real military, right? Even though it's not actually, because it's a video game. But in the military, they teach you any, any amount of alcohol, you cannot properly give your consent because your inhibitions are lowered you will seemingly consent, quote unquote, to something when you are drinking. It's just, it's very murky, especially with the more that you drink. So to be safe, to avoid situations like this, the military says, like, do not, just do not have sex with someone that you don't know, like, or just in general, when you are drunk like that, because it's very hard to get clear consent from both parties and in this case, she is explicitly trying to get him drunk to the point that his consent is just null. Yep. Because he's already said, I won't sleep with you sober, which should be, I'm not going to sleep with you at all. Exactly. It, mm, it is so fucking wrong. Are you drunk enough yet, James? I'll check back on you later. Yeah, that's, that's so creepy. That's so creepy. Like, I literally, when I first heard the James, or James, Jacob Taylor uh, clips before, in, where she was, like, trying to get him to have a quickie with her right next to his baby mama slash new girlfriend, mm -hmm. I thought that was the creepiest that Dark Shepherd could get. But no, it's this. It's with Vega. After that. You get your wake-up scene. And I have never been so disappointed in Shepard. It... This is just fucking wrong. Oh. Wow. That was... Let's not mention this again. Hmm? Really? Tell you what, I won't bring it up as long as you get your ass out of bed and make me some eggs. Deal. I regret having sex with you. And I won't mention it to anybody. What can I do to make it go away? Get out of bed and make me some eggs, honey. I'm disgusted. 
I don't like it. <laughs> no. Like, because this is what happens. Like, he wakes up no longer drunk, knowing what happened, and immediately it regrets it and is feeling dirty and shameful. And then she, like, orders him to make her breakfast. What kind of freaking psycho is this shepherd? Why would they... I don't know. I don't understand any of it. The flirting in the main game pushes it sometimes for me. Sometimes it's fine. But this is so clear, black and white, bad. This should be clear to you. This is not okay. Genders aside, it doesn't matter who's doing it or what. This is not okay. You do not do this to people. No. No, not in the slightest should you ever intentionally get somebody drunk enough to where they can no longer consent. Like, yeah. it's, it's rape. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. Like, it is. It is. is. It 100% is. Yeah. Mm. God. Okay. So taking into account everything that we have heard so far between this horrible, horrible, horrible scene. Normally, in any other playthrough, any other not James playthrough, she wakes up, he's in a happy mood. It sounds like he's making eggs for the whole damn house because that's what he's, he's a good guy. It's what he wants to do. But now I want you to listen to this audio clip with the fact, with all of the remembrance in your mind, that it, not only did his commanding officer, his N7, his hero, the woman he has looked up to, has just assaulted him and said, get out of bed and make me some eggs. Okay, who wants eggs? Liara, eggs? Trainer. Esteban, eggs? Joker, where is that guy? Kate, here's some eggs to go with that coffee. Rex, buddy, eggs? Tally? Nah, she'll definitely want eggs. Javik, man, you gotta try my eggs. Anyone else? Miranda. Shepard, eggs? What is a man who is not okay? Frantically asking anybody, hey, somebody, come, please still talk to me. Somebody come talk to me while I'm making these damn eggs for the woman who just assaulted me. I think this is how he says it. If you don't do this to him, mm -hmm. but when you've done this to him, this takes on that meaning. Like it sounds completely different. Um, when asks if James still flirts heavily with Ashley, if Femshep is pushing James like this. I don't think so, but I don't know. So, okay. So the way that this works out um, in Mass Effect 3, there is the game mechanic of you walk up to a group of people. I'll take uh, Chakwas and Adams. They are sitting at the table and they're having a discussion and you can side with Chakwas or side with Adams and you get to pick which side of the argument you're taking. So with this one, with Vega, when he's sitting on the couch and you get up and you do that uh, dialogue that's like, hey, James, what would it take you to see me as a woman tonight? That is the 
flirt with Vega option or off to the side is, um, I believe the, the line was just enjoy the party. Now, obviously, just enjoy the party would mean that you're going to wake up next to Javik rather than James, but still. I mean, if it's between the two of these, sleep with Javik, I, you know, I don't do this to Vega. I don't like the Javik thing either, but two bad options. This one I feel like is a bit worse. Yeah. Um then you also have the option to promote the flirting between Ashley and Vega or like tell them to separate. So even if that comes up as an option, if you are so fucking gung-ho on having sex with Vega, you would obviously tell them to not be flirting with each other. I actually like Ashley and Vega together. I think they make sense. Too. Yeah. It totally makes sense for a lot of different playthroughs. To summarize, this was the worst. They should have never done this. Honestly, like, we had people in the comments say they should just patch it out of the game. I agree. They should just have removed it for Legendary Edition. It was a mistake. This doesn't feel like the Bioware I know. And I'm disappointed in it. And also, no one should like this romance. It's disgusting. It is not a romance at all. It is sexual assault. Yep. But in a true Behind the Bastards transition, do you know what's not sexual assault? Is uh, the next romance we're going to talk about, which is ending on a high note for this episode. Ending on the highest of high. This is number one. This is the best of the best. It is. I'm already like tearing up just thinking about it because I love it so much. <laughs> oh, it's so damn good. Okay, I'm going to play one last Vega clip because I absolutely have to get this one in. I talked about okay. earlier about the about the part where he's like, when Shepard gets to ask him, you know, uh, what would it take for us to hook up? Well, in that scene, if you have romanced anybody, Vega makes a comment on your relationship. So here's what Vega has to say about our next character. Two don't seem to go well together. Hasn't stopped you from being a shameless flirt. Yeah, well, that's just my way. I don't mean anything by it, Lola. Uh-huh. Why? Am I making this hard for you and Garrus? <laughs> Not even remotely. Hey, how do you two... I mean, is he... You know... Do Turians have all the same... Same... Never mind. I don't really want to know. I love it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes, 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 yes. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. I mean, I too am curious, James. I too am curious. But uh, it's not... I, I got actually a little defensive when he's like, am I making this hard for you and Gareth? No, bitch, you ain't. Okay, go. Next. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so we are about to have so much fucking fun with this. So much fun. But unfortunately, listeners, that will have to wait 
for another few weeks. Look, we ended up talking way too long about Caden and way too long about Vega that this episode would end up being almost two hours long if we were to include our Garrus conversation. So, we decided to make Garrus and his Citadel DLC its own damn episode. He's the reason for the show. Of course, we are going to give him all of our love. So, up next week is our Patreon chat, and then after that will be the Tangoed Top All Tangos. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I apologize for my shitty-ass mic. Thankfully, I have a replacement, and I was able to record this little portion with the new mic. So. I will see you all next week. If you like what you're hearing, please be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes or on that new Spotify feature and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can now find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. Of course, in our Two Girls, One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord. Give us a follow on all the social medias and on patreon.com slash twogirlsoneship. Links to those are in the description. V is on the Robots Radio Discord as well, and on our own Two Girls One Ship Discord server, where we nerd out on all of our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live streams on twitch.tv slash two girls one ship on Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. Our podcast episodes release on a Monday because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. So thanks for listening, and remember that beauty is in the eye of the controller. Do you love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden, even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age lore cast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping.